and welcome aboard the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I'm David Bax. And thank you for listening. David. Yes. How you doing there, buddy? Uh, well, I was I was a little sick yeah. the past few days, so listeners have to pardon me if I, if I sniffle or cough. Will they yeah. have to? Yeah, they Is will. That the, that's the rule. Yeah, we're not charging them any money. They have to pardon me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, um, okay, now, David, uh, I got some good news for you. Oh, good. What's that? If you look to my right, okay. you'll see that we have a guest. I, I see that. There she is right there. It's Hi. Jackie Cation. Hi. How's it going? And so we're going to talk about Battleship Retention. Woo! Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> I've been sick myself, so okay. they will have to forgive me as well. Oh, it's man. free. Yeah. I like that. I like that opinion that it's free. Just suck it up. Now, you are also a podcaster. Uh, before I Before we a- get into the topic, let's get to know you a little bit. Um, Jackie Cation. Jackie yes. Cation. Uh, Esquire. That's at Jackie Cation on Twitter, right? Right. It, yeah. yeah, it is at Jackie Cation on Twitter. And uh, I have a website and a Facebook and a Twitter and a MySpace and a Friendster. And you can stand in front of my house on a sandwich board because I'm in the white pages. <laughs> 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 Try not to call me. I hate the pop-in. So <laughs> We'll get to that all again at the end. Oh, there's when, no question. Yeah. Um, and it's it's and uh, you also have a podcast. I do The Dork Forest. The Dork Forest. That I've been doing for about four years. And it's idiot proof because mm-hmm. it's a conference call done at, on Blog Talk Radio's website, and mm-hmm. uh, I don't pay for it. And mm-hmm. um, and people have mocked it. Uh, some sound quality issues, but here's what I like to say: I like to say the sound quality is at least as good as a Red Fox album from 1967. <laughs> you can hear the funny, and uh, and I interview people like the obsessives, like mm-hmm. what people are obsessed about, what they enjoy a great deal, their loves. Yeah. It's a safe space for dorks. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And it's uh and it's interesting like anytime we have somebody who also has a podcast I'm always fascinated Which to know Which is like I mean pretty much everybody now. Oh my god, everybody <laughs> has a podcast now. Yeah. Cuz you guys have been doing this over 3 years you said, right? Yeah, just a little over, yeah. And uh, like 9 people had podcasts 3 years ago. And <laughs> now Absolutely. I every week someone is like, "Hey, we're starting a podcast." I'm like, "Nobody has that much time. I don't even listen to my own." I hope please listen to my podcast, but I I can't listen to my own. Yeah, I don't listen to Battleship Pretension. Yeah. Well, listen to this. I have two podcasts and David has two podcasts. Really? Right. Yeah. Cuz uh, one your just... other podcast. Uh, okay. Tyler has a podcast called More Than One Lesson, which is also a movie podcast, but okay. it's it's uh what movies for the movie talk for the discerning Christian? Yeah, it's it's Ty- uh, Tyler's a Christian, but he's one of the good ones. Right, right. Well, that's it. <laughs> it's really, a... I really don't like you saying that because yes, there are bad ones, but it just assumes. No, no. I want the word back because I'm go. a Christian, but I don't ever tell anyone because everyone who says that they're a Christian usually the next word out of their mouth is something horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and so you're just like, I just want to be like the nice guy in the picture yeah. and uh, go get my dad some sheet cake, which is the Christianity that I was raised with. Go get your pop some uh, some uh, some. Coffee. And some sheet cake. There was a lot of step and fetch it when I was a child. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, usually... In the Armenian church, yeah, and and it's all in Armenian, by the way. So you get to believe kind of whatever you want to believe, okay. which is essentially be like the nice man in the picture. And oh yeah, go get your dad a plate full of food. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Be- uh, I don't want to go too much on this because we'll get to David's podcast sure. in just a moment. Um, it's but, about uh, the discerning. It's discerning movies for the discerning atheist. Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, Los Angeles atheists like you. Don't need to say discerning. All right. <laughs> there. Um, clearly, I've had some run-ins. Um, but uh, but I remember one time we were at Dave and I were at the Tomorrow Show, and uh, we were talking, and uh, this girl that I didn't know and was uh, drunk and balancing. Uh, I thought sh- she might be like like coming on to me or something because like I was sitting and she had like her. Like, she kept putting her hand, like, on my knee. And okay. I was like, well, this is really clumsy. And David's just like, she's studying herself. She's not coming on to you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so. But, uh, but it was the same girl that uh, I, I had mentioned that I was a Christian. She's like, oh, you don't, you shouldn't tell people that. Right, <laughs> right. Like, and I was I like, heard, oh, okay, thanks. I heard the best definition and, and defense of atheism today, actually. I'm listening to Sarah Vowell obsessively. Oh, yeah, she's great. And uh, The Partly Cloudy Patriot, it's her first book, and, mm-hmm. uh, and she's an atheist. And she was talking about how uh, she, what she believes in is other people. Mm. and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, which I'm right. also a huge believer in all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and she said that the best place to be an atheist is New York City because you ha- it's it's the give and take of traffic and the sort of letting people walk in front of you and mm-hmm. everyone has the exact same right to ride the subway as uh-huh. you. The mm-hmm. exact same right. So you mm-hmm. have to just 
learn how to live. You know, it's, it, it was, she puts it better, oddly enough, because <laughs> okay. it's her theory. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, well, okay. So now, what's, what's... More than one lesson is, is mine. We'll talk about it again at the end. Right. Uh, now, David's podcast is a TV podcast called Previously On. And, oh. uh, and it's just a, a look back at the week in TV. The look back at all the television worth watching, both on and off the screen. That's the, uh, the <laughs> that, little... That you enjoy. You Sort of what kind of television it's, you enjoy. It's me and, and uh, another friend of mine, and we just sort of uh, get together once a weekend, and we sort of talk about, we go chronologically through the week. These are the TV shows we watch. Here's what's going on on them. We do some TV news, and at the end, we focus on sort of like the uh, the big or cool shows like a Lost or Breaking Bad. Right. And do more in-depth in depth discussions of those episodes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good show, and I, and I highly recommend it. But... Uh, but enough about us. <laughs> right, right. Well, and the Dork Forest. Who did I go. have on this week? I had a, um, I had Karen Rontowski, who talked almost exclusively about ghosts. Uh-huh. Uh, she loves all ghosts. She believes in ghosts and zombies and ghosts and zombies and the supernatural and mm-hmm. tarot cards and Wiccan and all the... She's on board, and it was fascinating. Hmm. I was like, really? What's it like? And she had answers, <laughs> and it was great. And then um, Murray... Valeriano was on, mm-hmm. and he is a huge music dork, and mm-hmm. so was talking about Paul McCartney. I don't know if you've heard of him. He, uh, he had a little band in the 70s, Wings. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. He, he band on my, the run. He made my drive home from work awful twice this week. <laughs> he, played, he played two nights at the Hollywood Bowl, and it right. took me like 45 and he minutes went to and get saw home. Him. And, and he's a huge, uh, Murray's also a huge U2 fan, and, and we'll go see both nights of, of U2 when they come here yeah. next month or whatever. Hmm. So it's whatever. Now, uh, so you mentioned that some of the some of like the frustration that uh, that you've had, like in regards to people talking about your podcast. Like, do you? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I I like hearing other podcasters talk about people who frustrate them, uh, <laughs> like emails that you get or iTunes co- iTunes comments and oh, stuff. Oh, right, and and people who are co- yeah, because I guess if you get reviewed on iTunes, your status goes up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you have to get people to review you. And so I just found that out four years in. So I've been asking people to review my podcast. And some people are like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, why can't I hear it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, um, all right, whatever. I mean, I don't really have a big, I don't have a good defense yeah, yeah. of it. So, um, but people, you know, m- mostly people have been very supportive, and yeah. and I have, I don't know, dozens of listeners. So <laughs> I don't, I, I don't mean to brag, but uh, but if if you're anything like me, and David has uh, tried to encourage me away from this, but uh, and I'm I'm, I'm getting there. That uh, yeah, uh, the our on iTunes, for example, our comments are largely positive. Like yeah, a solid ninety percent, ninety five percent positive. Yes, but it's like the one. Oh right, right. Person, that eats you up alive. Yeah, that's yeah. him. I, me, I just get a kick out of it. I mean, I'm just, again, this is free. I'm not getting paid to do this. I have a job. I don't need this. I'm right. having fun doing right. a podcast. I it's, need. It's this. hilarious to me that someone gets so upset about it. Sometimes. Right, right. It's well, when like in stand up, when when you, it it takes a great deal of for for many stand-ups not everybody but but me including me is to not notice the guy who's folding his arms in the second row mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. thinking to himself I have a six pack of beer at home in Comedy Central why am I sitting here <laughs> and you're like I don't know why you're sitting here either please leave <laughs> and uh but I used to spend like focus all my energy to try to make that guy laugh uh-huh. Instead of enjoying the 219 other people that are having a perfectly good time, yeah, yeah. and um, sounds like about 220 people in the room. Yeah, yeah. There's always 220. Man, people that in was the a room. very Pardo esque kind oh, of thing you just did. Was. That's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a podcast. <laughs> he charges. Yeah, yeah, he sure does. He does. So They're doing their 200th episode today. Yeah, live recording. Tyler and I are going right after we're done with this. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm so. going to Paul Jay's to do his podcast, but not to talk about movies. <laughs> that's right. That's right. right. I don't know um, what I'll be talking about on Paul Jay's. Um, Paul Jay and Dan Dominguez have a podcast that I can't remember the name of, but they're both very funny. So I'm the sure it's worst good. something. This I did Martin Marin's a couple of weeks ago. Really? Really? I yeah. That yet. That's a that's it's awesome. That's a gaping wound that makes you want to cut dudes. yourself <laughs> just to be part of the team. Uh-huh. You know, you're like, well, he's sharing his deepest darkest <laughs> secrets. I guess I will too. Right. And he was on my podcast like a week earlier. Mm. And uh, so I, somebody, somebody did do write a review. They said, you sort of raised him up and he brought you down. <laughs> and I was like, excellent, excellent. Well, that, that, that shows what, that the host does have some power. 
Um, so now on on um, on the Dork Forest, is it like what did Mark Maron talk about? Cooking. Oh, okay. Really? And collecting. Yeah, yeah. So it's not necessarily like just geek science type stuff. fiction. Science no, no, it isn't traditionally at all. I have. Uh, like I had uh, Sue Murphy was on and talks about how she likes to gorilla prune other people's trees, <laughs> and that I don't even know what that means. That means that she G- sees a tree U- that's E R I. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, not G O R. I thought it meant <laughs> use your hands and just start like. Oh no, she has pruning off. equipment in her trunk, <laughs> and if she sees an untidy tree, she'll pull over and just start. It, it means she does topiaries. She. Carve their trees into the shape of gorillas. <laughs> right. I don't think it's legal what she does. Right. Uh, I don't think it's okay. But uh, she. But you know, it could be anything. It's like I had a Lego guy on a couple mm, cool. of weeks ago. By the way, not Legos. The plural of Lego is Lego. Oh, oh yeah. Geez. That's what I learned. That's why I like it. I like it because I get to learn. I don't. I now know that there are two kinds of ghosts. Uh, <laughs> there's a. There's the kind that are repetitive, and there's the kind that have some sort of point. Mm, huh. And um, I have to listen. I may have to listen to that again because I I don't have it enough. I didn't know anything about ghosts, so man, I just pity that Lego guy's uh, kids because they're oh. going to be like, I want to play Legos, son. No, they're called Elements or Lego. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. And welcome. His name is Jesse Case, by the way. He's a stand-up comic from Seattle. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Jinx. Now, oh, man, oh <laughs> son of a. Um, now, actually, uh, less people think that you are merely a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just bashed myself yeah. in saying that. Uh, you are also a comedian. Right. And, uh, you know, you've been doing that for a long time. Since uh, the dawn of man, <laughs> I've been doing stand-up comedy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so my joke about that is I've been doing stand-up since women comics would get stage time right before they were burned as a wind. <laughs> <laughs> Hester Prynne opened for me. It's nice. Um, but, uh, but real quick, like, uh, so... Uh, now, where are you from originally? I forget. Wisconsin. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw it to you just as you were taking a drink of Sprite. A Sprite. lovely Sprite Zero. It's Sprite Zero. It's, Sprite it's Zero. very lovely. Just some respect. It's a craft <laughs> services are excellent here at your house. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah, but I have global. to say, I am, um, I'm from um, Wisconsin, and then my comedy hometown is Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. That's where I, that's, that's where I mostly did start at stand. I started stand-up in Madison, Wisconsin for eight months, mm-hmm. and then when, in 1990, I moved to Minneapolis. Okay. And it started full-time. And uh, how long have you been in Los Angeles? About 12 years. Oh, Almost my. 12 years now. So, so you grew up in part of the, the, the rich, vibrant history of Armenian people in the upper yes, Midwest. Yes, the Wisconsin <laughs> Armenians. There are nine. I was related to seven, and my grandmother wanted me to marry one of them. And I was like, let's check the kids for thumbs. Who wants kids with hip dysplasia? That's, that's impossible. It's a, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that's a golden retriever joke. Anyway. Um, yeah, I think most people from the Midwest... Who moved to Los Angeles hadn't like heard of Armenians before they got right, here. Right, right. When I when I would I would try to do jokes about Armenians in Wisconsin, I'd be like, "Yeah." And so, how many people think that's a Baltic swordfish? <laughs> it's because there are so many Armenians in Los Angeles that uh-huh. people hate Armenians. There's enough yes, Armenians there's... for racism. Yeah, it's a bl- it's a it's a it's a new blow. Something <laughs> that hasn't happened since 1915. It's lovely. It's lovely. My wife is a, a wedding photographer, and will often shoot uh, Armenian weddings and. Uh, she Sweet. she she often says it's it's it, nothing against the people, but uh, it's <laughs> first it's not... generation immigrants. Yeah. There's always some trouble because because the first all the new Armenians they're mean to me too. By the way, it's okay. not just it's not just whitey, okay. and uh, uh, and I'm just passing for white over here. But uh, here's the thing: <laughs> is they all smell vaguely of like fake Giorgio Cologne in the Cold War. <laughs> it could be anybody. It could be, but it could be like the new Irish. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the new Irish were jackasses too, because nobody ever comes to this country because things are going well <laughs> back home. You know, think about your own. You know, sure. you know your own. Norwegian, Irish. It's not like, you know what? The kids have a bright future. Let's start over. <laughs> Nobody ever... I've always wanted... I know we're dentists here in Guatemala, but let's move to America and wash clothing for a living because that's what I've always wanted to do. I mean, that's right. ridiculous. <laughs> you no, got to give everybody a generation. No, I don't totally know my nationality because my name is Smith, and it's like, I'm not bothering. I'm not going to look this up. You haven't had that done? No. Oh. Whitey McWhiterson. That's what you, you were... You, yeah, pretty much. I'm going to go Northern European from your looks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna go some English, some possibly a little Welsh. Uh, yeah. What What are the What are the nationalities that are like afraid to like do physical things and stuff? <laughs> uh, isn't that the Jews? No, oh, man. not since Israel. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, well, I'm German Irish, like Robert Duvall, the Godfather. Absolutely, crop my crop my <laughs> like Robert Duvall. That's Ooh, what I say. That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you've you've had uh, a Comedy Central special, right? Half you've, hour, but you were on Last Comic Standing last season and various other appearances. I've done I've done most of your 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 minor uh, cable network, uh, your premium blends, mm-hmm. your Late Friday, mm-hmm. your la- Comedy on the Road. Did that back in the seventeen hundreds. Uh, nice. It was fantastic with John Biner. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and if anybody's booking something, I'm willing to go on Comics Unleashed. Though I understand very very leashed. It's, yeah. Pe- nobody's unleashed on that show. It's it's a, that's a fascinating because I, I hadn't heard of it because right. why, why would you ever hear of it you unless you're listening to a comedy podcast so I would listen to like never not funny and they tell stories of it and I remember one time I was over at David's house it was very late at night because that's when that show that's on. when it airs yeah uh-huh. and uh, which is always the mark of quality uh, when it comes <laughs> on after Carson Daly right but um, <laughs> so I was hanging out with David this was a few years ago and uh, it's like oh hey this is and Comic Un- Comics Unleashed was on. It's like, oh, hey. What is, is that going to be like? Is that yeah. show that people were talking about? Let's see if it's as bad as everyone says. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I asked uh, Maria Bamford, a friend of mine, uh, mm-hmm. does stand-up comedy, obviously, you guys know. Yeah. And um, and she's been on it. And she said, yeah, I asked to be on it again because I need $400. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I need $400? Why won't they have me on? And they said that I was too dry. And then they had Tig Notaro on. Right. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay. These are all enough. people we need to get on our show. Absolutely. Because we get complaints sometimes we don't have enough women on uh, yes. as guests on Battleship Pretension. Oh, there and you I, go. And so. I keep telling people, I'm very sexist and women aren't funny. <laughs> That's what it is. That's all it is. You know? It's uh, usually... And the... Uh, the What is it? Uh, oh, there, there's a great movie podcast called uh, Popcorn Mafia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Grey Drake and... Um, Garyanna Beta and Garyanna Beta does stand up comedy and she's mm-hmm. all shouty and, and angry. Really? So she would be perfect and knows more about she's a yeah, she's a silent she's a projectionist at the Arclight. Okay. And oh, also at the Silent I, Movie Theater. I used to work with the Arclight. I know oh, there you go. I only worked for three months and I never met her. I know who that is though. Right, right. Yeah. She's tiny and, and has a voice louder than all of ours. Mm-hmm. But you should get her on. <laughs> she's awesome. Absolutely. I don't know if I like the idea of having the competition on. <laughs> oh, that's true. You're so. just like what yeah. people are going to listen to some other, but well, now why battleship pretension? Um, it's, I mean, well, uh, there's a very uh, important silent film, Russian Soviet silent film called the Battleship Potemkin. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, and I've then, never seen it. Of course, uh, we're but. sort of this is sort of a tongue in cheek, like uh, we're you know stuck up movie snobs. So this oh, is okay. battleship pretension. Yeah. I get it, but some like sometimes it's tongue in cheek and sometimes it's right. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. right. You're you're kind of living it, so it's hard <laughs> to really. You're like, we get it. We know that we're full of, but but we are. Yeah, but we are. And no, I totally get that. Yeah, it's, uh, I own two copies of Two Weeks Notice. <laughs> so, you guys want to talk about movies? You've come to the right place. Your own home. Um, two copies. Like, was did you get it on DVD and then you're like, I got to see this on Blu-ray. Is that what it was? <laughs> no, I lent a copy to somebody. They never returned it to me. And so I bought it again. <laughs> and then they gave it back to me. Okay. So uh, I, I've probably given a hundred bucks to that movie because I saw it initially in New York when I had a cold mm. three times in the movie theater because uh-huh. oh, I had my. a cold for a week. Yeah. And I was like. I need a comfort movie. And so yeah. I would go see it again and again. And then once you see it, like I well, I worked at a movie theater in London for uh, three months. Mm-hmm. The Odeon West End in Leicester Square. Hmm. And I saw the movie High Spirits 26 times. <laughs> and it's the worst movie ever. And yet I love it so. Uh, is I don't that with Peter it, O'Toole? It is with Peter O'Toole okay. and Daryl Hannah I... and Steve Gutenberg And <laughs> Liam Neeson is the best part of that movie. He plays a tiny ghost part. That that's a movie that I like when I was maybe in middle school and like was homesick from school would often be on oh, the middle yeah. of the day. So I have kind of good memories of it because I was like right, right. school. There's this goofy movie with Steve Gutenberg, but I I'm hesitant to revisit it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet I doubt it holds up. <laughs> yeah. But you know who directed it? Neil Jordan. That's right, director of the Crying Game. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which I don't I don't find to be that funny. 
We, uh, you know what? I didn't see the crying game. Oh, okay. And spoiler alert: twenty-year-old uh, movie. The ending's about to be removed. Anyway, uh, be revealed. Uh, is I was sitting with my one of my, this roommate of mine, Dan, at the time, and he was watching the Academy Awards. He says the guy came dressed as a a man, and I said, I take it he was a woman in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he goes. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, if, if you haven't seen a movie by the Oscars, mm. you don't, you, you right. deserve nothing. Well, and, and also, he was nominated like, for supporting actor. Right. I think Which is also a man. I, I had yeah. that, like, that spoiled for me. But then when I actually watched the movie, like, that reveal comes about halfway through. There's still a lot of movie left after right. that happens. It's, it's, it's not it's like not The Sixth Sense it. or The Usual right. Suspects or yeah, something yeah. like it's that. It's still a good movie, whether you know that or not. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we've been talking for a while, and I think. Uh, I think it's time we get into the topic. Let's what do get you into think? it, shall we? All right, absolutely. So, uh, so what we're talking we've been we've been talking about this for forever since like December, talking about buddy movies. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and here's the thing: is uh, much like <laughs> I feel I feel bad that because uh, here's what happened: is I th- I thought okay, well, buddy movies. There's a lot of good ones, and then I thought, well, I guess there's and and every one that I was listing was like you know they were all male oriented, and I thought okay, well. There's probably woman ones out there, right? Uh-huh. And, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, as soon as you told me mm-hmm. women buddy movies, I was like, no, they're always horrifying. They're always just like, <laughs> it's always somebody has cancer. They've been friends forever. Uh-huh. I mean, there's no 48 hours of, yeah. of, of lady movies. Well, there's mm-hmm. the one. There's Thumb and Louise. That is it. That's, but that's yeah. more Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. And Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids were friends and criminals. Yeah. They weren't running from a guy who beats them and they accidentally kill a rapist. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's always, it always has to do with, with, with women. There's always the movie... The, the the women buddy movies, it always has to do, it's always some sort of romantic thing. Mm-hmm. And they're rivals. Not like, you know, the old road movies. Yeah, yeah. They were buddy movies that were romantic comedies as well. Mm. Where I think Bing Crosby always got the girl. Um, uh, pro- I would venture to say yes over yeah, Bob Hope, it's, yes. Yeah, but, um, and then, but with women buddy movies, it's always their rivals for the same... There's only one really, and I looked into it. I looked okay. into it. All right. And they're always, this. someone has, you know, there's there's Outrageous Fortune. Okay. Because Bette Midler was in everything that could even remotely be called a lady woman buddy movie mm-hmm. in the last 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and she's with Shelley Long and Outrageous Fortune. Okay. And they're, they're total opposites who end up in the same acting class and don't know that they're sharing a lover. <laughs> so how it where, hilarity ensues, and the hijinks. There's never enough hijinks. Like there's mm-hmm. a couple, but Thelma and Louise doesn't have any hijinks, does it? Well, there was that rapist that gets killed. Well, there's that. That is <laughs> it, that it is a little hijinky. Defi- it all depends on your definition. Big business was Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin. Okay, yeah. Two sets of identical twins are born in the same hospital in the forties, and they're they're sort of double swapped, and two of them are raised. You know, rich and other are raised poor, and that's more hijinky than anything. Yeah, uh, right. there's a dizzy nurse on duty accidentally mixes the twins up. How oh, is she dizzy? <laughs> I want to <laughs> see that movie to find out how she got dizzy. She isn't dizzy, dizzy. She's dizzy like ditzy. Yeah, there you go. Like old, ti- like old timey. She came straight from a birthday party where they were playing <laughs> the donkey, and she was like, and she had been, oh my god, let's move these she, kids around. Yeah. She tried to, she tried to call in sick, but they're like, you get in here. Yeah, I don't why care how dizzy is she mix? Why is she picking the children up at all <laughs> next to each other? And then the only good one, and it wasn't even good. It was just sort of. I mean, it was no rush hour. Mm-hmm. Was the Banger Sisters? Oh, I never saw that. Susan Sarandon and Gold. Uh, Nobody saw that. No, yeah. There was no reason. To, and it's Goldie Hawn and Bette Midler are in a lot of these ones, you uh-huh. know. Uh, and it's and they were just they were uh, rock and roll groupies right. who slept with everybody, mm-hmm. and they grew up. Uh, and Susan Sarandon became like housewifey kind of person, and Goldie Hawn became uh, a terrible addict, and mm-hmm. uh, oh, nice. and so they both. And Goldie Hawn just essentially needs to borrow money or wants to uh-huh. live somewhere yeah. and sort of just shows up. But there's no, like, 48 hours, Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy. That's great. There's usually one guy who's, like, got his shit together and one guy who doesn't have his shit together. And they become friends at the end. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Midnight Run, one of the greatest buddy movies yes. of all time. De Niro and Charles Grodin. Yeah, but those are also movies about people who initially hate each other. Yeah. Who hate each other. And the, they're I mean, not friends 
who then one of them gets cancer and you got to have a big resolution <laughs> right, at the right. end. Beaches? That isn't a buddy movie. <laughs> the funny thing about Forty Eight Hours to me is that, like, and I don't, I don't think that a, a big studio movie would have the balls to do this now. But Nick Nolte in Forty Eight Hours is a racist. Yeah, like not right, right, not like even hiding, hiding it. it. At all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's just. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, a league of their own uh-huh. has yeah. like a bunch of women in it. Of course, Gina Davis, Madonna, Tom Hanks. He's a lady, sure, and Rosie O'Donnell. Um, that's sort of the best of it because they're sort mm-hmm. of on an adventure. And but eh, it's I, why doesn't Wanda Sykes? And I looked for black women because uh, yeah. like Waiting to Exhale is one uh, that's like a. That's a that's a female buddy movie, right? With who? Uh, Waiting to Exhale. That's yeah. Isn't that another romantic? I guess. I I've guess never, I've never seen it. And then there's the one where um, the uh, it's it's the booty call uh, sort of cougary kind of. I got nothing. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't look that one up. <laughs> okay. But fried green tomatoes with Kathy Bates, Mary Stewart oh, yeah, Masterson, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Mary Louise Parker. That's all in flashback. Yeah. Yeah. And is weird, and uh-huh. and then Steel Magnolias. Everybody's dying again. <laughs> um, Mystic Pizza's not bad. Okay, right. Sort of a, a teenage girls coming of age story. Sort of the Chosen, but done with mm-hmm. white girls in in New England. Uh-huh. Uh, Gentlemen prefer blondes is actually a pretty good one. That okay. is a good movie. I and like that um, and that's just uh, j- nine to five, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With Dabney Coleman, the poor man's Gene Hackman, <laughs> <laughs> and then just passed away. Uh, Witches of Eastwick. Oh, okay, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Cher and Susan Sarandon and Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. Sort of. See, it's, uh, you're naming a lot of movies I haven't seen, which makes me feel bad. Yeah. No, you. but why would you have? Most of the stuff is crap. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is about, like, like guy, guy buddy movies are like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm not even including any of the women prison movies. That's not necessarily, <laughs> there's not a lot of hijinks. It's more just lesbian right. in, innuendo. Again, it depends on your definition of hijinks. <laughs> I think it counts. <laughs> oh. First Wives Club. It's always, like, it's always something tragic. Mm-hmm. And they're creepy. There's, you know, the rivalry thing is always crazy. And then... They're they're um yeah like Road to Morocco is awesome. <laughs> now what about the like the the Charlie's Angels movies? There's those are action movies, right? That 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 I was thinking about those. I was thinking about the Charlie. I I think that works. Yeah. The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Alexis Bledel. I, I saw the Charlie's Angels movies. I did not see. <laughs> you did see the Charlie's Charlie's I, Angels because that is action with with um. There's really only. The problem with like independent women's movies, uh-huh. they always ruin it at the end because they become they have to get married. Right. They <laughs> have to like they have the, their whole journey ends up in some guy who's willing to tolerate their independence. Uh-huh. You know, and so it's always something grabby. The best, um, my brother, who is the, a huge movie dork, said that the only one that really works out that way is called the best of everything, which he thinks should be required that. watching. Hmm. Uh, it is essentially what they took the TV show Mad Men. Okay. Uh-huh. It's essentially a movie like that. Oh, okay. And it's got... Um, oh, damn it. Is it Rosalind Russell? I forget. Um, it's an expose of the lives and loves of Madison Avenue working girls and their mm-hmm. higher-ups. 1959. Okay. And it's... Wow. Um, and the thing is, is about this woman who's a working... You know, she's an ad executive. And, and so... She gives it all up at the end and marries some farmer in Wisconsin. And the last scene of the movie, spoiler alert, I don't know, That's but okay. it's 1959. Everyone yeah. should have seen it. Uh, <laughs> she, comes back, she comes back and she's like, I was insane. I, I want to have this job. That guy's that's an great. idiot. And uh, yeah. I was like, so, but you that's just uh, about one person. Do you know the, the film? I, I always butcher the woman, the director's last name, Nicole Holof Center. No, I think she made uh, Walking and Talking and Lovely and Amazing and uh, Friends with Money, which I didn't see. But okay. that was the one That's with right, Jennifer yeah. Aniston and oh, right, Lisa right. Kudrow, I think. And yeah, and Catherine uh, Keener's in it, right? Yeah, Catherine Keener's in all three of those that I just okay. named. Th- those are oh, those wow. are those are very good. Yeah, I feel like it might be starting to change a little bit. I mean, there's also the entire series of Sex and the City and the movie, which right. don't get me wrong, 
I don't care for it. But David loves it, right? No, I've watched it. Oh, okay. This right. I love it. Well, I thought that, to watch it is to love it, David. It's to watch it is the hijinks that ensue and stuff like that is all shopping and crazy. Yeah. Let's go get laid kind of things. Where yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess more buddy movies would be Sex in the City is more like one of those dorm movies, like uh-huh. like Animal House or. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Porkies or Porkies or Hot Tub Time Machine, sure. you know. I mean, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Where Sex in the City is just, hey, it's a bunch of ladies are going to go out and get laid, and we're going to get to watch the hilariousness of how that in flies. <laughs> and but it, the thing that always struck me as interesting about Sex in the City is it it actually took uh, the, uh, an observation from The Simpsons uh, to make me realize, oh, interesting. Uh, in which uh, Patty and Selma are watching uh, Sex in the City and saying, it's just like our lives, which is kind of funny. But also, <laughs> but they specifically say it's, it's about a bunch of women who act like gay men. And <laughs> and I thought like, okay, well, I guess there's the gay thing. But at the same time, it, because it's like very sex oriented, like that's something that is kind of stereotypically male. Right. And so their quest to go and just like have sex is like, oh, so they're in many ways, they're just acting quote unquote like men right like, there's i don't know it's it's one thing that like as we've been talking about this and as i was as i've been thinking about it that fascinates me is like why like if you look at if you look at buddy movies where the focus is men right it can be road movies it can be westerns it can be war movies it can cop, be cop movies. movies it can be just buddies in high school it can be any genre mm-hmm. and it can be a comedy it can be a drama it can be it can really be almost anything the tone can be anything but when it's about women either if it's going to be funny then you then often they're acting quote unquote like men it's or something like that awful i didn't see it but that uh, Cameron Diaz Christina Applegate movie the sweetest thing oh, oh i right. didn't see it which is like it's the road be, it was like a road movie but it's supposed it's like a road raunchy trip. gross out yeah comedy. yeah it was a raunchy yeah. road trip movie yeah uh, which is totally just acting, but it's yeah. like it's like American Pie kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. where they're making it gross, or or those those dorm movies like the the. Uh, I'll let you finish your point though. Oh, but just that uh, that it just. What you're saying is that it seems it seems that like there's there seems to be very few there they're kind of heading more towards it like for like friends with money and and maybe you know a few things here and there, but for the most part, it ju- it just seems like there there does seem to be. Someone has to be dying, or it's overly melodramatic, right? Or, but another point you're making here is that mm-hmm. uh, to a lot to to lazy screenwriters and to Hollywood, a lot of times, yeah, uh, the the role of an empowered woman is just to make her act like a man acts in movies, yeah, you right. Know? And that's why there's going to get away from buddy movies for a second. But uh, before we started rolling, I had, I had mentioned the uh, the Alien franchise, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why I think Sigourney Lieutenant, Weaver. Lieutenant yeah. Ripley is one of the greatest female characters in history because yes, she's a badass, yeah. and an action hero. But she's always like her feminine qualities are always part of the story and part of her character. Yeah, you know she's like nurturing. She's a she's sort of a mother figure to Newt. You yeah. know, in the second one, it's that's why I think that they. That's why I love Lieutenant Ripley so much is that right. she's inherently a woman who is also also kicking ass. She's right, not, right. She, she she that she just happens. It, it doesn't make her. She's not trying to be a man. She's right. just being herself. Yeah, and she has to kill this giant alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. It's Which, a. Which of course has kind of a phallic look to it, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a bug. It's a bug. <laughs> it's a. But what about soup? What about Sister Act? Uh huh. Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that question. <laughs> but Sister Act is like is classic. Mm-hmm. Like that's sort of the female version of the dorm movie. Uh-huh. But they're freaking nuns. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the weird thing about it is that, it, and that's just fish out of water. So I think that that really worked because of that. Yeah. So I mean that Thelma and Louise was a great women buddy movie. Mm-hmm. Sister Act was actually a really good buddy women sort of mm-hmm. dorm kind of yeah. ensemble cast, as was League of Their Own. I like League. That was a great. That's yeah, a like, great example. Speaking of Sister Act, I like I like Kathy and Jimmy in anything. I think she's she's hilarious. She's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's got great timing. She's really yeah. funny. And she's of course the voice of. Uh, of of the, the Simpsons, wife right? On uh, no, King of, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Well, I can't remember her name. Peggy. Peggy Hill. Right. Um, yeah. And I think there's another because I didn't. You brought up a lot of things, Jackie, that I didn't think about at all, and I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> all right. Because uh, usually the guest serves to merely distract. Um, <laughs> oh, fair enough. And so I'm on board. But uh, you know, you brought up like also in women buddy movies, for example, uh, the recent uh, Bride Wars. 
Uh, Christ on a cracker. I hated that thing. <laughs> that is the worst. That is that is all that stuff is just you're like why do we have to hate each other for crying out loud? Yeah. I've never, you know, I have recently gotten married mm-hmm. and um never never thought I would ever get married. Never thought um that I would ever even have a boyfriend. But mm-hmm. I decided about 7 years ago that I was like, guess what I'd like? A boyfriend. Let's yeah. give it a shot. Let's see if anybody wants to be my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it turns out several gentlemen were interested <laughs> in this package. <laughs> and uh and one of them was the winner. Uh so but the thing is is but I mean but you never like I I'm I have women friends and I've always mm-hmm. had women friends and I've always had guy friends and I've never I've never lived this weird life where you have to hate other women. Mm-hmm. People are always like, well, you know, bitches, man. Women are women are always bitches on other bitches. And you're like, no, no those are bad people. Don't <laughs> hang out with those people. Those are just because, yeah. you know, men who are mean to other men, you don't hang out with them. Yeah, They're yeah. called jackasses. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I'm not going to hang out with that guy. He's a dick. And right. that's what I do with women who are mean to me. I'm like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you're an asshole. Yeah. So I'm going to go the way of all things. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, first first and foremost, I, I, I feel I should tell you that uh, Christ on a Cracker was the alternate title for my Christian podcast. Oh, there you um, go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but also, uh, what, what fascinates me is the competition. Now, in Bride Wars, of course, it was uh, they were competing for, you know, this, this what was it, like a... Like a specific location for the. I think they that, both the like wedding? planned their wedding on the same day. Oh We're, right, right. You're and the one who saw it. <laughs> right. No, I didn't see. Oh, it. you didn't see. Oh, it. okay. No, no, I didn't. And you know what? I I, I do movie reviews for comedyfilmnerds.com, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I reviewed Maid of Honor without seeing it. Oh my! <laughs> because uh, Maid of Honor had no honor. It right. was literally it was it was it was uh, the Runaway Bride, mm-hmm. or not the Runaway Bride. Um, my, I don't know, whatever. It was one of those kind of movies where yeah. they uh, he decides after 10 years of ignoring this woman that mm-hmm. he actually does want to, he does love her. Mm-hmm. So he goes to her wedding and tries to ruin it. Well, in Maid of Honor, he succeeds and gets her in the end. Mm-hmm. But in the previous, like Runaway Bride and stuff, she she realizes, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a jackass. I mm-hmm. spent 10 years ignoring this guy. <laughs> I shouldn't get him in the end. He should go with the woman that he genuinely loves. Mm-hmm. And But Maid of Honor had... So I did not see Bride Wars, Maid but I, Honor, I'm willing to trash it without seeing it. I'm on board. <laughs> Maid of Honor sounds like it's it's the worst title in the history of movies. <laughs> because, yes, it's bad. And what it sounds like is someone was playing like a game of Balderdash, and Maid of Honor was the like the name, and someone <laughs> came up with "What if it was this?" and tried to convince you that it's actually this. No, the movie called Maid of Honor should be like about like a military man or something. Because <laughs> didn't or, they didn't they spell it differently? So it's like M A D. This man is he's composed of honor. Right, right, right. Or Maid of Honor would be nice if there was like a. A, a gangster, like a maid guy, <laughs> right. wants yeah. to good get one. made. Absolutely. And uh, blah, blah. Whatever. We'd be good at Balderdash. We could just play Balderdash. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but I do like, I, I have an idea for a female buddy movie that right, I've always okay. had that uh, they could make now with, uh, I don't know, Wanda Sykes and, and somebody else. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be called Hard Target, and okay. it would be set in a Target. <laughs> and it would be two women who work at a Target, mm-hmm. and it would be sort of like a Home Alone kind of thing, uh-huh. where uh, bank robbers crash into the Target and take everybody hostage, and the two Target employees have to take back the night from the uh, from the. I want to see that. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. And they would use like found items at a Target. Yeah, here's what I like: is that c- that combines my. I, I'm a big fan of Wanda Sykes. Right. So, like, it combines my like of Wanda Sykes with my love of Target. Right. Who doesn't love Target? Who doesn't love shiny <laughs> you know, plastic items? I figured out it's Wanda Sykes and Kristen Wiig as her character, the Target lady from SNL. Oh, nice. my gosh. There you go. There you... We got oh, to call Lauren Michaels right now. Let's stop recording right now. <laughs> exactly. Click. Hello. Um. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, here's my other casting idea for okay. Last Comic Standing. I want okay. Maria Bamford to play the, uh, the Tim Gunn character. <laughs> from Project Runway where she's walking up to different comics who have been told that they have to write like a political joke or something else and say well I wouldn't go with a rape topic but you know if you follow your muse you follow whatever yeah. you know keep it true to yourself but that does seem a little well you do whatever best of luck with that because she's so supportive idea. of like yeah. of like other comics it's awesome I think, uh, I, think I think more reality shows need a Tim Gunn type of character yes yes I don't watch Project Runways. Uh, I've heard uh, he's got that white hair, right? He's that. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah he's that guy. Yeah, he's okay. the supportive uh, 
a fashionista dude. He's supportive. And I thought he was uh, like a Simon Cowell type. No, 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 no. Oh, he's a good guy. He's he's not one of the judges. Okay, he does while they're in the middle of making their thing. He like stops by every once in a while and sort of guides them. I think I think my uh, my view of him uh, is based entirely on pictures I've seen of him, uh-huh. and his fi- his face always looks mean. No, he's he always a, looks like he's oh, got no, no. bad things. He's so. also for a guy who watches Project Runway and doesn't care about women's clothes but likes men's clothes. Mm. He's like the reason to watch because he's, he's always dapper impeccably Dan, dressed, okay. super da- yeah. dapper. Yeah. Um, but uh, to get us back on topic, David, yes, please. <laughs> Sorry, the one who talked I, about Tim I, I'm not going to blame the guest. <laughs> I did um, weed off. But uh, but the thing that uh, one of the things that interests me is uh, is that so often, and this this could be said of almost any. Almost any movie that centers around like a woman as its main character, but women specifically, it almost always seems to they're never allowed to just exist in like their relationship isn't allowed to simply be. It almost always has to be in relationship to a man, whether they're fighting over a man or or yeah. they're both. Oh, they've both broken up <laughs> with the same man. Yeah. Or whatever the case it's may always be. Something brutal. <laughs> it's uh, what did. um, What's her name? Who did. uh? It's complicated. Nancy Myers. <sighs> Nancy Myers. Which, I don't know. I mean, I, I like what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, she's trying to do romantic comedies for old people. Yeah, yeah. It's what I call Mingling Wrinkles. <laughs> and uh, I saw Mingling Wrinkles 1, which was uh, Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson, I think. Yeah, yeah. And what was that one called? Something's, Something's Gotta, gotta give. give. Something's Gotta Give. And then It's Complicated was a little bit better than that. Though if I <laughs> want to get in touch with... Uh, someone who's still in love with their philandering ex-husband, I'll call my mother. <laughs> and uh, so that'll be fantastic. Uh, but I, I like I like that at the end of It's Complicated, they don't get together. Mm. It's sort of, it is more, she gets to be her own person in her Martha Stewart garden right. wearing her incredibly expensive Eileen Fisher outfits. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't actually see It's Complicated, but my problem with... My problem with something's got to give was that yes, it's nice to see you're in a comedy about older people, but they're not they're not really behaving like adults. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They kind of they ha- well, they seem really well. That's a, that, that's I mean the the subplot of that the sales pitch underneath all B movies. I have a theory that uh-huh. all B movies have they're trying to sell you something politically uh-huh. or socially, and whether it's right wing or left wing. In something's got to give, and in it's complicated. It's you never get to stop trying to be the sexiest person in the world. Uh-huh. How irritating is that? <laughs> when do we get to just give up and be old? Right. And just you're like, I just want to wear sweatpants all the time. Why is why do I have to freaking worry about whether Jack Nicholson wants to sleep with me? And uh, I don't want to sleep with him. And it's complicated. Had uh, uh, Baldwin mm-hmm. without his shirt on. Yeah, not cool. Not okay. Yeah. I don't want to see that. He's hilarious. Yeah. Shh, keep your shirt on. <laughs> and uh, but you know, and and Meryl Streep had had the wherewithal to not be. But Diane right. Keaton, uh-huh. she's obviously does more sit ups or uh-huh. has had more work or less children no, or something right. because she was willing to be all in her underpants in something's got to yeah. give, and it's just I it's just ridiculous. I just. There should be a point when we get to call it. And yeah. it's, it's odd. I uh, I saw something's got to give with uh, with my wife. I'm sorry. I uh, well, actually, yes, I saw that with my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time, but I also saw it's complicated. It's complicated, which is what I meant to talk about in the first place with my wife. And uh, and the scenes and oh, I didn't even. I guess I'm steering us back to the topic, but I didn't even mean to. Um, the scenes in which like Meryl Streep is like with her friends, like and they're t- oh right, right. Like, that's the problem is like it's supposed to the, – the film is supposed to be about people who are older and more mature. But in those scenes, you feel like you're watching a bunch of like junior high – Right. It's almost know. a different movie. Yeah. It's almost like w- w- when, when they're all sex in the city talk sitting around on a couch. Yeah. Her and her friends. Yeah. That feels much like a different film. Yeah. Because first of all, Meryl Streep in that movie is 60. Mm-hmm. And all of her friends are in their late 30s and middle 40s. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> and first of all, and they're all talking about sex and food and, and like, I don't know. They're, they're, they're all, all movies directed at women are weird. Mm-hmm. And so it would be nice if there was just, you know, there, there are women cop movies or women science fiction movies. <laughs> if, if we have to set it in the future. 
<laughs> where women get to just have a buddy movie. Let's do yeah. that. It's you know, and I, I guess this is uh, this is where I, uh, I I know David's answer already, but this is uh, I don't know why I said it so scornfully. I agree. Okay, <laughs> what is it? But uh, yeah, spit what, it out. <laughs> yeah, why why is it? I mean, why aren't there more like good women buddy movies? I don't know because they think that they don't sell. I guess. Okay. You know, I mean, there's a boatload of shitty romantic comedies mm-hmm. that I own most of. Like the guy <laughs> who did Two Weeks Notice, mm-hmm. who wrote and directed Two Weeks Notice. Mm-hmm. I listened to the voiceover, the com- director's commentary. Yeah. It was him, space casing his name. I can't remember his name either. He just did, uh, did you Four hear Weddings and a Funeral? Hugh Grant. Oh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Yeah. It was Hugh Grant and... Uh, um, and the blind side. Sandra Bullock. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tim <laughs> McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yeah. And, well, it was the three of them. It was the director, Sandra Bullock, and Hugh Grant mm-hmm. talking over the movie. And it's the best commentary I've ever heard in my life because <laughs> all they do is make fun of each other and the movie. <laughs> and at one point, the director asks Sandra Bullock what her motivation was as an actress in this one scene mm-hmm. and she tries to answer him and he goes wrong answer there is no motivation and <laughs> you're not driving what plot forward and uh, <laughs> and it's just all but the subtext is all eating disorder eating disorder and and in his follow-up movie with Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant music and lyrics mm-hmm. it was all eating disorder eating disorder that was the subtext of that one Huh. Did you There's see always... the new one? Did you hear about the Morgans? That's Hugh Grant and Sarah Jessica Parker. That's the same guy. Same guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't that really. One's, that one's supposed to be pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they keep getting worse. Music and lyrics. <laughs> the greatest scene in music and lyrics was the um, the pop singer, mm-hmm. who's like a Britney Spearsy kind of uh-huh. Shakira. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is spiritual, and so her her stage prop is the giantest Buddha in the world <laughs> that turns around and she comes out dancing. Uh, dressed like a belly dancer <laughs> so it's a cross-cultural clash <laughs> and hilarious and she's shaking her ass and it's ridiculous that's like uh um the did you ever see that movie uh just friends with ryan reynolds and uh i want to say amy smart no. oh yeah yeah um it's a yeah it's a dumb romantic comedy but anna ferris plays because ryan reynolds is supposed to be like a music exec or something and Anna Ferris plays like a Britney Spears part, and again, she's the best part of the movie, right? Because she's Anna Ferris and she's amazing, right? Did you see uh, the House Bunny? There's a no. Th- I guess that's kind of. Oh a no, buddy I movie. saw part of that on uh, cable. It's, I mean, it's a it's a pretty run of the mill comedy, but Anna Ferris really really elevates it. Right, right. Some of those movies are better than they have any right to be, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, well, obviously someone just said, let's throw this against the wall like a bunch of monkeys and see what sticks. And sometimes hilarious things are aw- are are in it, you know, right. like. But the like the B plot on what I call the B plot, which isn't correct, but like the message of like Blue Crush, uh-huh. the surfer movie, yeah. was only through corporate sponsorship is true happiness found. <laughs> That's the worst message ever, you know. I mean, but like Footloose, censorship is bad. Uh-huh. Uh, dirty dancing, keep abortion legal. Yeah, you know. I mean, there's always some B plot that they want to sell you. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's complicated. Was. Uh, the aging process uh, can look really good if you're fabulously wealthy. <laughs> so, man, that's I, that's uh, I, I didn't care for it's complicated. Uh, I really, yeah, I'm sugarcoating it. I really hated it's complicated. <laughs> um, well, it was horrible. But my wife hated it even more. And one thing that she, one thing that my wife just couldn't get over. She's just like, why does she need to make? Why does she need to remodel her kitchen? It's already as it's already like as big as my apartment, right? Like, why why is she making an even bigger one? Right. And, and Steve just... Martin was. I haven't liked Steve Martin since Bowfinger. Mm-hmm. So, and that wasn't even his movie. Right. He wrote it. Oh, did he? Yeah. I oh, it was his movie. It. Was it not? Did Frank oh. Oz directed it? Frank he? Oz. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's right, because that's the last time I liked Eddie Murphy as well. Oh, there we go. And uh, and he didn't write it. Yeah, yeah. So the two of them. Yeah. I accidentally saw Meet Dave. Oh. Uh, the worst movie I've ever and seen in my life. That's the only way to see that movie, accidentally. Right, well, because uh, Graham Elwood assigned it to me for comedy film oh, nerds, right. and my entire review was about how one day Graham Elwood will pay. <laughs> <laughs> he will pay for making me see Meet Dave. <laughs> it's the worst movie. I'm trying to think what's the last... Is, that, is Bowfinger really the last good Steve Martin movie? It might be. Um, well, you didn't like Novocaine, and I, I oh, kind of liked I hated it. it. And I liked... Uh, 
Shop Girl. I like Shop Girl. Oh, I like the I book. More. I like the book which he wrote. Right. And then I think he also wrote the screenplay. And the movie's okay. I swear but to God, in... but everything that he does right now, it feels like I'm watching him touch himself. <laughs> I'm like, put down the banjo. What? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, or just do it secretly, like you're supposed to do. Right. You know, like it's like the famous actors who also paint. Mm-hmm. When they die, it'll be all very exciting. Then I'll get to see their paintings, and it'll be great. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know Banjo. what? <laughs> Look at this. Behold, David. Behold. Jackie, you can, you can listen in too if you want. I um, will. Steve Martin, I really liked him in a film that is a female buddy movie that's pretty good. It's not great, but it's okay. What is it? Baby Mama. Baby Mama, which I didn't see. Yeah. Which was Amy Poehler, right? Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. Right. It's Tina not... Fey should ma- be making... Absolutely. But she didn't get to write Baby Mama, right? Somebody else wrote Baby Mama. And I heard that it was, that parts of it were good, that they tried to save it with their hilarious, the fact that they're alive and funny. But the writing was so bad that they couldn't fix it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff in it. But their, the relationship between Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, it actually is a little more like a... A traditional buddy movie. It's not Midnight Run, but they don't like each other, and Mm -hmm. then they do, and then they grow a little bit together. No one gets sick. Now, of course, all of this is couched in the idea of motherhood, which is of course a very woman thing. But that's that's all right. But just that's fine. And uh, yeah, but that's I mean, it might be a traditional thing, but it's also not a thing that a male movie can be about. That's true. That's true. Right. I'll I'll give them that. Yeah. But the thing is, is it should have been better. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they wasted that sort of. What do you guys think about, and this isn't buddy movie, this is uh, the Tina Fey, Steve Carell? Date night? Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that that's good, but I fear it may not be. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll like the parts with James Franco and Mila Kunis that I see mm-hmm. in the uh, in the trailer. I like I like Steve Carell and Tina Fey in, in almost anything. Right. Even if it's bad. I like, I, I, I'm sure I'll like them, regardless right. of how the film is. Yeah, but it just seems like because they're becoming names now it feels like the kind of thing that's going to be committed to death by a studio yeah 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 you're hoping that they weren't essentially thrown away on this script Mm -hmm. like i hope that the script is okay yeah yeah because they're so funny they're genuinely humorous those two mean girls did you like oh that's right you know what i didn't get to see mean girls that's a great movie that's a great right and right supporting role in Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a great movie. Remember yeah. back, remember before Lindsay Lohan when we always thought she was going to be like a and Heather's. a big thing. Yeah, Heather's, <laughs> Heather's is sort of a women buddy movie, uh, but is but it? it's an anti buddy movie. It's, I mean, they, they right, all, it's they very all hate mu- each other. Right, yeah. they all hate each other, and and Christian Slater ends up killing everyone. So, um, <laughs> so less less positive. Hey, they don't all have to be uh, winners. You know, they don't all right, have they to all end all be positive. cheerful. No, 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 no. The best of everything. Everyone should go see that. At least no one died of cancer, right? And whatever happened to Baby Jane? That's not a that is not a women buddy movie. Though I thought it worked out at the end, didn't it? <laughs> you find out that she hit her. Again, spoiler alert. Um, and Gypsy, that's not a buddy movie. I didn't see Gypsy. What is that? Gypsy's, uh, Tyne Daly played the mom. It's a, it's okay. a musical. It's about a mom right. and stripper okay. and, um, oh. it's, uh, what's, what is that? Uh, with Natalie Wood. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, on the road with a crazy stage mother and a stripper. Yeah, all right. Natalie Wood is the, the only kind of wood that doesn't float. Ah, uh, that joke that happened when joke. she died. Yeah. Because she uh-huh. drowned. Yes. It's an that's, awful joke, but. Had to be done. I can't not. The horrible, name the horrible George Cukor, and I love George Cukor, uh-huh. uh, the women that was just remade. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was horrible with Meg Ryan, Annette Benning, Deborah uh, Messing, and Jada Pinkett-Smith. I'd almost mm. forgotten it existed. Uh, <laughs> allow me to remind you of horrible movies. Deborah Messing. Now, I, I watched every episode of Will and Grace, and I still can't stand her. No, no, she, but she, <laughs> she's purposely kind of brutal. And uh-huh. then, I, I, I don't, there's some people that I don't think that they're acting. Right. To some extent, where I'm like, oh, you just wanted to fill that spot. Excellent. <laughs> but Gilmore Girls, a TV show that's mm-hmm. sort of a, a mother-daughter yeah. buddy movie. Yeah. I mean, that would be... It's, it was great. That was a great movie. Great TV show. Yeah. yeah. I. Uh, their relationship... Uh, this is just... Uh, I'm somebody who likes dialogue, but like that kind of hyper, kind of crazy delivery like always bothered me. But their relationship was really wonderful. And it and it always it always did seem more like best friends... Than a mother daughter, and I liked it. Kind of season four when uh, when the mother would start doing things, and the daughter had to be the mother, and you mm-hmm. were like, and she would get annoyed 
mm-hmm. and go, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And at what point do you be the mother of an adult woman? Right. And mm-hmm. she never does, of course. Yeah. And, uh, but I thought that was an interesting twist yeah. at the end of the seasons. So uh, we're getting uh, near the end of the episode. So and I, think, I have a splitting headache for some reason. And David has a splitting headache. I was a l- little hungover when we started. And <sighs> I think probably talking for an hour didn't hurt, didn't help. David, <laughs> Jackie and I are now, we're intervening. And, <laughs> this uh, is it. This you is your intervention. Yeah. If, uh, I if you she, need a meeting. <laughs> she seems like she'd be good at this kind of thing. That's why I invited her over. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're hurting your family. Sure. And uh, <laughs> I did tell Mark Maron that, uh, that, uh, that me being on his podcast was an SLAA intervention, which is Sex and Lovers Addict Anonymous. <laughs> and it was funny because I actually he paused and he was like, I don't get to be addicted to anything. Leave me alone. <laughs> and uh, I was like, fair enough, buddy. Do what you need to do. I am. I, this is uh, maybe I should. Maybe we should save this for off the show. But I'm. I'm fascinated at the at the notion of like sex addiction because I, I I do think it it exists and everything. But th- like a lot of a lot of media has started to ask like, well, what is it? What's the what's the line between like being a sex addict and just being someone who enjoys sex, which is most people, uh-huh. right? And uh, and wanting to have it as much as possible, which again is most people. Um, but I think uh, the definition of any sort of addiction is. Is when it starts interfering with work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it starts interfering with um, your personal relationships, when it becomes so obsessive, mm-hmm. and it, it's also with sex. I think it's when it's occurring, like weird in weird situations that you didn't like. You say, "Well, I'm not going to get laid tonight," and then you end up having sex next to a dumpster mm-hmm. uh, behind the behind the club because it was available. Yeah, because. Um, you know, you can go out and say, well, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then someone puts a shot of Yag in front of you. And right. you're like, well, I'll just have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, if, if it's like that. And, and I think when you become famous or if you're super foxy, uh, people are putting <laughs> sex right in front of you. Like Yag. <laughs> like like a shot. Right. There is a there is a movie that David doesn't care for, but I think it, <laughs> it, it really uh, kind of... It's a, it's a pretty solid picture of sex addiction, specifically like amongst the famous uh called autofocus which is yeah, about yeah. bob crane yeah and uh it's greg Kinnear, and i love greg Kinnear. i love him as an actor yeah, yeah. but uh but i think i think that like he's kinda... in some weird new movie that he made an error oh the feel like... the nicholas sparks thing yeah yeah it's the Riley uh, cyrus one yeah is it yeah the, the last, last song. song the last song yeah Ugh. you're wondering why he what are you thinking well maybe yeah. he's thinking i'm an actor yeah. and i'm yeah. gonna work he needed 400 bucks he needed yeah. 400 bucks <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up on uh, Ola. Okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, uh, you can, as always, you can find us at battleshipretention.com, mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter at The Pretension. Uh, find us on iTunes, and as Jackie said, write us a review. It helps. Absolutely. A uh, nice one, please, because I don't want to. <laughs> right. I really don't want to kill myself, It'll everybody. Keep him awake nights. Right. Uh, you can email us, David, at battleshipretention.com, or Tyler at battleshipretention.com. Mm. Tyler's podcast is at more than one lesson.com or on iTunes. Yeah. My podcast is on iTunes uh, under previously on. And Jackie, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can go to dorkforestradio.com or dorkforest.com or jackiecation.com. Mm-hmm. Because um, I got a player. There's there's a player on my right. website. Mm-hmm. And um, Dork Forest Radio takes you to the blog talk actual page, the mm-hmm. page of the website. And you can do any RSS feed. You can find me on uh, under podcasts on iTunes under The Dork Forest. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, feel free to write a review of mine, too. You can write bad ones. <laughs> Go for it. Knock yourself out. Take what you can get. <laughs> um, and then real quick, actually, we didn't, we didn't mention it all, but uh, there's the donation drive. Yes. Which is still going. It'll go until uh, the end of April. Yeah, you donate uh, five dollars or more before the end of April. Your yeah. name gets put into into the raffle for. We are doing three different packages again this yeah. year. Yeah, the CDs and DVDs and uh, Battleship Retention gear from our past, all stuff from our past guests. Uh, that's five dollars or more gets you get your name in. If you do the donation subscription, yeah, which is you give a PayPal account, you know, credit card, bank account, whatever you have to give. You know, it takes for one year two dollars a month out of your. Out of your account, you don't even feel it. You don't even feel and it. And if you do that before the end of April, your name gets entered twice. Yes. Doubling your chances to win the raffle yeah. and helping us quite a bit. So, uh, But you cannot win two packages. You can't win two packages. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
but it just doubles your chance to win one of those packages. Right. So, um, so yeah, uh, help us out a great deal. The only money we see from this is, uh, is the donations. donations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are uh, costs involved, uh, and there are things that we would like to do. Uh, this Sprite Zero doesn't buy itself, people. It, right. Man, ain't that the truth. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Hey, if people want to come see me do comedy this month, oh, yeah. uh, I'm in Seattle. At Kirkland, uh, okay. th- they make all that stuff for Costco. Kirkland, Washington has a okay. comedy club called Laugh Stop. I think it's, I think it's called Laugh Stop. Okay, uh, go, you can go to my website to see me do stand up comedy. Yeah, okay. it's good stuff. So, uh, so JackieCation dot com and what uh, do you know the specific dates or will it, will they be on your website? Th- they're on my website. Okay, okay. All right. So for all uh, for all your Jackie Cation information, go to the well, show page, the merch <laughs> page. Get mm-hmm. a Ranger of the Dork Forest T shirt if you want. <laughs> awesome. And uh, get a plus two to your uh, your initiative roll. I don't know what that means. What <laughs> it's that? a dorky reference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, thanks, Jackie, for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. All right. And uh, we'll get you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.